But in the meantime, let's uh, introduce our, our reason of why we thought that this was necessary and appropriate. So we are just coming together to to bring all of our viewpoints, our experiences to give black women the alternative thinking mm. and just giving them information that that we need to to survive and thrive. There are so many things that are avoidable and through the work that we all do, we come in contact with these ladies and we've just decided, you know what, enough is enough. We have to share this, uh, ex- these experiences that we have. We have to share this knowledge that we have. We have to go out there and help and save our sisters. Welcome to another episode of Lead, Teach, and Style. And I am your sister, Nora Muhammad. I'm Sister Shabri Muhammad. And I am Nicole Muhammad. It is good to be back with you. A lot has happened in the last six, seven months, and there's a lot that we have to talk about. Um, We're happy to be back with you, and so much has occurred uh, nationally, around the world, and even in our own uh, personal atmospheres. But we are happy to be back with you, and we are very eager to get this conversation started. And the conversation that we're having Uh, this week specifically is about Black women in media, specifically the image of Black women in media. And we have to talk about the impact that it's having, the short-term and the long-term impact. Um, So let's get us started. Yeah, so well, you know what? It's a shame we have to meet virtually. I would love to be close and side by side with you ladies. Uh, I miss having that uh, as you said, though, Sister Nora, there's been uh, so many changes and so many new um, uh, new images we've seen with Black women in media this past year. Um, and, you know, I think it's a better time, now is a better time than any for us to talk about some of the things we've been seeing, you know, some of the images that have been put out there. And the fact that we know they are just images, you know, maybe um, a lot of our listeners can benefit from our viewpoint on some of the things that we've seen and what's going on now with uh, Black women and the images that we're portraying in music and media. Um, so I'm excited to talk about that today. Great, great. And I'm, I'm very excited to be back again with LTS. You know, as we said over this past year, there's been so much happening and it seems that the image uh, of our women in media has intensified, I think, in terms of, uh, I think in a lot of ways, vulgarity and just very explicit. And it hasn't been, you know, from men per se, um, pushing this as we've seen, you know, in the 90s when we were coming up. Um, there was a lot of talk about the um, just exploiting women and women speaking up in our portrayal in movies and videos, music videos. And now it seems that we are pushing ourselves out there, exposing ourselves in a very explicit manner and promoting it as a form of empowerment. So I think that's something that's important for us to discuss. Sister Nicole, you using that word empowerment, I think it, it may actually kind of root part of this or anchor the part of this conversation that we're going to have. 
you know, the word image simply means representation. So we're talking about the representation that black women have um, or how black women are being portrayed in mainstream media, music, uh, television, videos, movies. And as Nicole said there, the empowerment and, and so often what we are um, told is that a woman is empowering herself by in some way revealing her clothing uh, or excuse me, her body taking off clothing. And it seems like we are being um, encouraged to think that the more a woman reveals of herself, the more empowered she is. So, so the inverse is also suggested, the more a woman covers herself, the less empowered she is. So I think that word empowerment is probably gonna be very key to this conversation. Yes. You know what, when Sister Nicole used the word empowerment, um, when I was just doing my own little research for this program and this topic, I was, well, actually one of the sisters that I looked up, she used the word freedom. I was thinking it, but she used the word freedoms. And she spoke of how when a woman is has freedom and she is free, you know, people look at that as being negative. And I thought about that word freedom and it doesn't have to be negative, but it, it means we have the choice. We have the choice to choose what we wanna be, what we wanna do, whatever the freedom is, right? And I'm just always wondering why can't we have the freedom to choose good? Mm. Why can't we choose? We don't have to choose what's popular. We can choose anything when we're free. When we have freedom, we can choose good, we can choose positivity. And I just don't always see us using that word freedom, empowerment to do good. We use it to say, I'm not gonna do what I should do or what people want me to do. I'm gonna choose the freedom to be as brass as I can be because I have the freedom to do so. Well, those women like myself who are covered, who choose to um, behave in a civilized manner, who choose positivity over my self-image, over the words that I choose, that's me expressing my freedom. And so I think sometimes we have to, um, we have to take another look at those words, freedom, empowerment, and realize that they are choices. And we do not have to be accept, expected to choose negativity or something that is a negative image to young women who are coming up. Well, if I can just jump in, I think that, you know, good and negative and positive, we need definition with that mm -hmm. today because some women think that revealing themselves is good. Some women mm -hmm. think that vulgarity is good. So right. when we're considering the images and we're considering the representation and the portrayals um, and choices and, and understanding that we have decisions to make and we can choose to make this or that decision, who's, who's determining the value <laughs> system of what's good and what's bad and what's positive and what's negative? Nicole, what do you think? Right, um, I, I think we have to look at where these definitions are coming from. And particularly, you know, we're talking and we, you know, specifically want to reach Black women. Um, 
I think that when we see black women, particularly as we're talking in media, this kind of behavior and the explicitness is found particularly in our communities with black women. And this freedom, you know, as Sister uh, Shabri spoke about, we don't see women in other groups expressing the same freedom, uh, so-called. And just as we have the freedom to reveal ourselves, we also have the freedom to think about our value. And if we are valuing ourselves, um, does that equate with revealing ourselves to the world? You know, I think when, you know, think back to when we were, you know, coming up and growing up, you know, you just naturally have a sense of pride, a sense of wanting to uh, keep yourself covered, you know, even just basically when you're a child and you're growing up and becoming an older person, a, a teenager, you know, you are careful, you know, if somebody comes into your room, you know, and you're changing um, or you don't have enough on, you think, uh, you know, it's, you're protective. But now we have women um, who are out in the streets, on TV, uh, in media, just, re- I mean, and basically in underwear or less. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just think we have to think about how this change occurred and why we're only seeing it particularly with Black women. So, Shabri, it sounds like uh, what she's describing there is some kind of desensitization that happens, that occurs between, you know, you're right, being um, exposed, um, someone walking into the bedroom, somebody who shouldn't be in the locker room, you know, you're vulnerable, you feel exposed, but at some point there's some desensitization that occurs. Why does that happen? And then um, what are we seeing as a result? You know what, Sister Nora, uh, I, I consider that too. I consider that uh, in, talk, in using the words good and bad and, and negativity and positivity, that some people will look at that as, as if it's an opinion right. and they will feel like, well, why, why is what you say or what you choose good, considered good, and what I choose is considered bad? And I thought about how naturally and the way we are trained um, by parents who care about us or any adults who care about us, uh, we learn certain things, right? We learn certain behaviors and a lot of what is right comes natural. Mm-hmm. You know, when we become adults, nobody sits and teaches us the law. We don't know all the laws. However, we do know that the expectation of doing the right thing comes from being groomed as a child. They just become laws when you become an adult. So you may not know the speed limit. You know, sometimes, how many times have you driven down a road? You haven't seen a sign for a while. However, you know, you should not go hundred miles an hour. That's going too far. And what is the, what are the results? The results are negative. They are crashes. They're hurting people. They're hurting yourselves. So as an adult, as a mature adult, we can think about what are the ramifications that I'm gonna get from this? What are the results I'm gonna get from doing this? Does this naturally speak to anything I've ever learned as being good, as being positive, as being right? Did anybody ever grow up telling me this is the way to go, this is what you should do? And those images that we see in our women, black women in media 
those aren't any images that anybody has ever taught were positive or were good. And I use the word a maturity level because a lot of times when we become adults, we say, now I have the freedom to choose for myself. And everything that they said I couldn't do, like smoking, like drinking, I'm old enough now. And society says I'm mature enough to decide for myself. Do we decide to do those things? Well, what are the results? The results are cancerous. The results are bad health. The results are getting into trouble. Um, the results are um, not having the the wherewithal to make good judgment. So I can't, I'm old enough to drink, but I can't do it when I'm driving. I shouldn't do it out in public. I shouldn't do it alone. You know, so unless I'm in the confines of my own house and I'm safe because it could put me in a, 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 an atmosphere where I'm not safe. I believe those things come naturally. Um, and it has to be a lack of maturity when we decide to do those things that we've never seen any result being positive from doing those things. Mm -hmm. So I, it, it, it comes pretty natural. We just, you know, trying to be on the edge. It's just that we have to realize that nothing good comes from that. So, you know, just staying with the desensitization a little bit, um, I'm really interested in exploring that because when I scroll on social media, unfortunately, I do see mothers and mothers and aunts and mm -hmm. older sisters encouraging little sisters to imitate what they see women do in media, uh, dancing um, provocatively, um, wearing very sexually provocative clothes for three, four, five, six-year-olds where they're encouraging them to emulate what they're seeing provocative entertainers doing, right? So mm -hmm. even at that age, you know, cause you said, it, you know, some things come naturally. Um, well, there are times when that um, natural development is interrupted with yes. messaging, right? Mm -hmm. Where we, although it is natural that we would cover ourselves, if someone was to come into the bathroom, we say, wait, I'm in the shower, you know? Mm -hmm. However, at some point, somebody is saying, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. And there's a, not only a drumbeat to that, but we see other people get positive reinforcement for what we think is positive reinforcement from some of these behaviors. Yeah, I think what you're saying about the desensitization, a lot of the um, responsibility is on those who we admire and look up to. And that's why we have to show the image of black women in media. Because mm -hmm. we look up to our entertainers. We look up to people who look like us and seem to be doing well for themselves. And they hold a lot of responsibility to that. And um, going off of what Sister Nicole mentioned, um, there is, a, you know, there's a reward given but we have to look at why. Mm -hmm. We have to look at the culture of what everybody else is getting as a reward and, and what they're, what's being promoted to them and why for black women in media, what, or what do we get to see? Why are our children being shown this to desensitize them into thinking that what, ha what has always been negative? 
what has been hidden, you know, what has only been allowed underground or, or in the closet or at home or at night, mm -hmm. right? Um, why is it being promoted now in public? Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, there's a lot to be said about us being desensitized. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a great point to point out the different things that parents and women are instilling in their young children now. Mm -hmm. You know, as we see too often, you know, as you said, Nora, uh, women promoting in young girls dancing and, and dressing in ways that adult grown women dress and should be dressing in a private manner rather than in public. But it is reinforced and children, young girls are coming up now placing value on their bodies and focusing on just what they have to offer physically. Right. So part of that, you know, we can't look only at media. Of course, we have to look at how what's being taught at home. And if these young girls are being instilled with this um, attention just for their bodies, um, then we're, we're seeing, you know, generations coming up now thinking that's where their value lies instead of what's within them. Um, you know, and then we hear those arguments, well, it, it shouldn't matter what I have on or don't have on, you know, I still should be respected, protected um, for what's in my mind. But it's, it's illogical if, if we're constantly pushing and reinforcing what's on the outside and what's not covered, nobody has the opportunity to think about what's in your mind because that's not what you're revealing and exposing and, and getting attention for. Or, or, you know, another way to think about that is you're showing us what is in your mind and mm -hmm. it's that, or it's the physical, or it's your body, or you're showing us that you want us to um, have an eyeful, right? You're showing mm -hmm. us that you don't have modesty. You're showing us that you don't have humility. You're showing us that you don't care who sees you. And you know, I think about some of the entertainers that Shabri, you mentioned, who um, encourage each other <laughs> and encourage their audience to drop it, twerk it, shock it, you know, and just to be in general sexually revealing. And they see that themselves as them being empowered. Mm -hmm. um, as them being free. And I, I was joking with you all speaking the other day, saying, I've never heard anyone say, I'm going, I have the freedom to do what I want to do. I'm going to eat all my fruits and vegetables. Right? <laughs> I have the freedom to do what I want to do. I, I'm, yeah. I'm going to drink my water and make sure I'm hydrated. You know, I'm going right. to clean my house. You can't tell me what to do. I got the freedom to do what I want to do. I'm going to keep a decent home and cook good meals. We, we don't hear us promoting that kind of freedom now. We are in America, and I, I say this often, we are in America, and anything goes in America um, and in other parts of the world. So how do we um, encourage or influence uh, these women? Uh, because these women, these entertainers, and I have several in mind that I'm thinking of, you know, in the last year that, you know, really were quite popular, who, um, promote sexuality, who promote um, lack of humility, lack of modesty, how do we encourage them and those who are listening and viewing this to consider modesty, to consider humility, to, to consider mm -hmm. 
um, value themselves by hiding themselves? How do we help them to understand that there's uh, another way that they should be thinking about? I think that, yes, ma'am. You could go ahead, Sister Nicole. Well, one thing I, I'm remembering a conversation that we've had previously uh, and Sister Shabri, you talked about uh, one particular entertainer who talked about her daughter and, you know, who has a young daughter now. And that has given her the opportunity perhaps to think more about her betrayal, um, how she's presenting herself to the world. And I believe you said she, you know, explained that, well, I'm really going to have to think about that now, like um, presenting myself in this way. And I'm going to have to answer to my daughter about this. So part of it, in a way, is, you know, our legacy. Um, you know, when you get, you know, a woman to, to just sit and think about what this could, what this could mean, you know, in the moment, everything is great. You know, you're successful, quote unquote, um, getting all this attention and money. But what happens? When your daughter is is 10, when she's going to school, when she's 15, um, and these pictures of her mother are all over, all over the internet uh, and media, uh, you know, just part of our natural um, inclination to what is right. You know, we know if we think about our, our children, you know, is that something that I'm proud of? Um, that I want to be a part of, of who I am and, and what they have to look to when they get older, when they're friends. But, but Nicole, you know, but, but what about YOLO? What about YOLO? You only live once, right? This is <laughs> what, what people are saying, you know, I'll deal with that, I'll deal with that when I'm old. Right. It, I don't know. Would you be proud of your, your children, your daughters, your, your nieces doing the same thing? I mean, you know, we see that you know, as I said, particularly with us, why is it just Black women particularly have this freedom to, you know, be empowered and confident, supposedly, um, by revealing ourselves to the world? Why, why isn't every, every type of woman, every uh, woman from every race and uh, background doing the same thing, expressing this uh, empowerment in this way? Mm -hmm. Uh, you know what, uh, uh, Sister Nora, you said, what can we do about it? Uh, I think what we, the only thing we can really do is to educate, mm -hmm. um, to teach where this comes from. You know, the word exploitation means that you're using someone's talents so that you can have personal gain from them. Mm -hmm. And a lot of these women are very talented. Our people are very talented. And the talent goes aside for the sexuality, mm. okay? And why is that wrong, right? You have a beautiful body, you, you want to show it because it's beautiful. Why is that wrong, right? We show art all the time. Well, it's because that is the desire of any animal. <laughs> any animal has that desire, right? So it's not a talent to be sexual. Mm. It's not something we use for any kind of personal gain to be sexual. Every animal has that desire. And just like we have a desire to eat, you know, we get hungry. Someone is exploiting a natural desire and they're only exploiting it to us. And 
And, and with that comes a lot of negativity because animals have it. How can we look at that as some, it's, it's like the bait, one of the most basic, um, it's a basic natural desire. It's not anything to be proud of. It just is. And someone is taking that and saying, if you show that, if you do that, I'm going to pay you. When we hear, when we listen to these interviews, we hear these women explain why they're doing this. They say money, 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 money. Oh, I'm getting paid. I'm, um, it's a beautiful life. I get to be famous. These are people who have talents. However, their talents where they could get paid to do them, they could, you know, become famous, get pushed aside because we want to, um, we want to focus and make money, more money than they're making off of the desire, the natural desire that every animal has. And that's why that sexuality is not good for us. So now when we're viewed to our daughters, to our, as Sister Nicole, you said, um, one day, you know, I'm a woman of a certain age. You do look back on your younger self, right? You look back on your younger self and you have children, you have grandchildren who are gonna ask you questions, who are gonna talk to you and converse with you about how you lived and, and what you put out there. What kind of positivity are they connected to? What are they connected to? And if you don't have anything to show them besides animalistic behavior and that you did it for money, well, as they grow and they get to learn, wow, that's not really positive. That's not anything that's good. That's a basic animal behavior and somebody's exploiting it. That's, not, that's a terrible legacy. That's a terrible legacy. And, and just to quote what that entertainer said, she said, I have a lot of explaining to do and I'm gonna have to you know, tell my daughter, it was my job. Like I didn't want to do it. I was getting paid to do it. It was my job. Mm -hmm. So they know, they innately know that what they're doing has consequences. Mm -hmm. And they, they brag, <laughs> at least in their, in their uh, product, they brag about the money. They, they, <laughs> they brag about, you know, dropping and twerking and shopping and how much they get paid to do it. So it appears, yeah. it appears, because I'm, I'm thinking about, our young girl, 11, 10, 8, and they see the light, they see the attention. Um, the, the girls want to be them and the men want them, right? And the, the, the desire to be wanted is in all of us. And we have such a broken social system within the Black community, right? So the desire to be wanted is there for us because many of us are not wanted within our own households. So we're so broken. So we're looking at that and thinking, wow, I can get attention, right? I mean, we're looking at 11, 12, 13 year old girls wearing wigs and lashes and full makeup to school, right. you know? So this has an impact. And I think that we should talk about the short-term and the long-term impact of allowing ourselves to be exploited because you're right, Bri, it is exploitation. We can say, well, I'm making billions. Well, somebody's making uh, 10 times the billions, right? right? So there's short-term and there's long-term impacts of that. And I would like to kind of shift the conversation to talking about that and you know what we need to be concerned about. 
in terms of being wanted, um, you know, and want, having that attention, wanting attention from other people, I think we can talk about the consequences of that even in the short term, you know, that men want these women, um, you know, who are exposing themselves and, and look sexy, but we don't hear these men talking about making any type of uh, commitment, any mm. type of intention to honor uh, these women. It, when we hear them in, in the media, they're talking about getting something quickly, getting something for a night or whenever they feel like it, whenever they decide they want um, a woman. And that attention that the, the girl or the woman receives as a result of exposing herself just sexually, that attention is, is flight, is flighting. It's temporary. Right. So that attention that they're not getting elsewhere, um, it's for a moment. And, um, and it can come with a lot of consequences, um, health wise, um, diseases or possibility becoming mm -hmm. pregnant and or both. I mean, um, and the man who's interested or the, the guy that's interested in giving this attention temporarily, most likely he's not going to be around there to help you with these consequences that you now have. So, I mean, we have things happening physically and of course, uh, emotionally, mentally, what that's doing. That's just adding on to the pain, abandonment. You know, anytime we're talking about um, just our bodies and sex, those who are attracted to us are not here to provide anything for us in the long term. So we're just adding on to the, the pain and the just negativity that's just perpetuating um, in our lives. We're not helping it in any way. Yes. And the statistics that come along with all of those things that you mentioned, you know, the, the man not sticking around, the man could be a father to, you, to your children, the man could be a husband of yours, not sticking around. This is how our children, um, who are our legacy, mm -hmm. how they end up in some of these terrible situations that make them statistics. This is how young, this is exactly the lack of, the breakdown of the black family is exactly how the men end up in the street. It is exactly how they end up in the prison system. It is exactly how they end up in drugs, on drugs, and every other thing that we see that um, turns a young black man who has so much potential down the wrong path because he doesn't have a male figure who loves him in his life day in and day out. Mm. So, you know, we have a lot of responsibility to the children that we bring into this world. And, mm -hmm. and they're not just our personal children. We all have a responsibility to um, you know, the population who's coming behind us because our children have to mm -hmm. interact with them. They're gonna be the teachers who are in front of our children and, and, um, and being these women that they're gonna look up to. Are they gonna have any women to look up to? Mm -hmm. Is the only future we have is the freedom to show our sexual bodies or to be sexual or to um, do things that help to tear down, um, tear down, um, you know, just our lives, our, mm -hmm. our image. 
uh, what we want to be. There, there are many women who are rich and make a lot of money being intelligent. That's not promoted to our sisters. That's not promoted to black women so much. But if we look them up, there are plenty of women who make plenty of money using their minds. Well, so you're right about that. So I think it's important that we also include in this conversation the intention of those who um, exploit the image of Black women in media um, in this way. So I, I, when I think about, you know, besides Dolly Parton, you know, there was, I can't think of anyone, any Caucasian entertainer, um, Pam Anderson, and we see how that turned out. Um, right long-term who was exploited or whose sexuality was promoted in that way, except for white women who are porn stars, mm -hmm. right? And that's kind of an underground, that's kind of a niche uh, uh, piece of entertainment. But for us, our black women in media, I mean, they are like porn stars in their behavior, you know, except they're not in that niche category, they're mainstream in mm -hmm. our media, but those women mm -hmm. who are known for the sexuality in the porn industry, that's that own separate uh, compartmentalized part of media. But right. for us, for our black women and for our black community and, and, and um, the impressionable minds of our black children, these are mainstream acceptable entertainers such mm -hmm. that even presidential nominees are having conversations with these women who parade themselves much like porn stars do. Right. And so we have to uh, uncover, um, turn over and expose the intentions and the wicked intentions that this is something that is marketed to us black women or the black community in the black mind specifically. Um, you know, what's over there is everywhere when it comes to us. Right. And, and it's unfair, but there's intentions behind it. And I would like for us to talk about those intentions so that we can help those who are listening to us and whose uh, hearts and minds we're trying to influence can understand that somebody has a plan for us and it isn't a good plan. So who wants to tackle that? That's a big one. <laughs> oh, I'm ready for that one. <laughs> you know, I have a, a couple of intentions that, you know, just through life experience and religion and, you know, just um, learning my history, having knowledge of where I come from and who I am. Um, I would say there's a, a few reasons. We know money is a big one right? because the People who promote that, they have them doing this as a job. And their job is to make money. You know, the people who, are, the exploiters, the exploiter has a job and their job is to make money for a record industry, for a movie industry, a genre of movie, a genre of books even, right? Their, their responsibility is to get the talent in that will make money for the company. Um, so the other reason I have kind of ties into that, and it is to make us appear because we are very talented, we're very intelligent people, 
You know, we're the first people on the planet. Mm -hmm. We're God's people, right? To make us unfit, to make us unfit in everyone's eyes because we are so powerful, we are so strong. If we, if, if the world saw that, they would raise us above anyone else on the planet. So there are people there who want to make us unfit for our proper place, for where we belong, make us not look like we're the best. Mm -hmm. We see if we're ever given, Black people are so talented. And when I say talent, I don't mean we learned how to play a flute. I don't mean we learned how to run and jump. I mean naturally talented, meaning our dominance. Right. We're so, we're such a dominant people that if we're given half the chance, we still rise above the rest. Right. We, we see that in every facet of life. So because we're being given this image of negativity everywhere, right? In every subject matter. Um, I see that, that the world and those people who are in charge, they try to make us appear to be unfit mm -hmm. in everyone else's mm -hmm. eyes and in God's eyes as being the best. Mm -hmm. And that's why we can't bite into the exploitation. That's why we can't bite into the negativity. If we are positive, if we promote anything of good, man, it's, gonna, it's just gonna make us awesome. But there's someone who's constantly reminding the world, no, they're like animals with this sexual thing. That is like the biggest promotion of Black people doing anything is being sexy, you know, showing our bodies. So they want to promote us as this animalistic thing. And a lot of times we don't see it because we are, we want love so much. We want to be accepted so much. There's also that part of our history that hasn't given us a chance. We just want a chance. And even when we're talented, we start out with that talent, but it's the powers that be that cover up our talent and promote the sexuality. So I think some of it is um, the people who are the decision makers, they're trying to make us unfit and they're trying to get that dollar. Well, I'm glad that you mentioned the unfit part because you know, they could, if they, if they wanted more money, certainly um, they could do the same thing with their women, but they don't. Mm -hmm. and, you know, because they don't want their women, meaning themselves, because if you uh, denigrate and degrade the woman, then you're denigrating and degrading the entire people, right? right. So that ultimate aim, which to make, which is to make us unfit in the eyes of the world, in the eyes of ourselves, to make us unworthy, uh, I think that really, really um, nails it. And do we want to participate right. in that destruction of the black man and black woman. And I think the exploitation is a very targeted, you know, if we just sit for a minute and think about it, it's very specific, this yeah. exploitation. It's, it's only for us, because as you said, the same money that could be exploited, uh, the same, same way black women are exploited, so could um, Caucasian women. And, you know, they have bodies, they can be sexy, they have the, same same attributes right. um, that can be used or exploited for money. Um, and it's not exploited in the same way that it is with us. Uh, so, you know, if we think about the selectivity that the um, 
these entities, entertainment industries, media moguls, that they benefit, they could make even more money, but they choose to not put their women in that same light. Right. And by having us focus solely on our bodies and what we have to offer physically, we are not focusing what's on what's in our minds. If we took the time and used our capacities, our mind power, um, getting back to our families and, and connecting with the, the Black man and raising up um, beautiful families and children, then our societies, our communities would look a lot different than they do now. And those who know the power that we have uh, of being here on the planet before anybody else, I mean, you know, that's scientifically been proven. Um, being the first, being the greatest, you know, a, a person can't rule you, uh, control you uh, without destroying your mind, uh, mm -hmm. putting things in your mind that are not, uh, don't promote health, don't promote positivity. And so they can continue to do this, continue to exploit uh, when we are so focused on just things that you know, just come naturally. Right. I think that is very well said um, from both of you. Yeah, I think about Howard Stern, the shock jock, and how vulgar and raunchy he was. Right. Uh, he was one man. He was one man that was doing that to white women, Caucasian women, any woman that came into his studio. Um, our young men who come up wanting to enter into hip hop or R&B or they are encouraged to act just as vile as Howard Stern, right? Um, wholesale. Now, Howard Stern was just one man, right? He was right at night. He was the white man that was uh, raunchy. He was savage. He was um, sexist. Um, he exploited women. I mean, he was that guy, but he was one man one Caucasian that was on the radio every day, um, paid millions of dollars, and that was what he did, right? But we have a whole industry of black male entertainers that are encouraged to um, exploit, to demonize, to denigrate, and to degrade women, black women specifically, and thus themselves. And so I, I'm grateful that we've had this conversation because it's so important. Um, we have to understand what uh, the intentions are behind those powers that be, because we are not the powers that be. If we had the power, we wouldn't choose this way of life, as these mm -hmm. young women who are these entertainers say, these young men, you, you know, I, I, they have to be vulgar for them right. to get a break, for them to get the easier break. You know, the, the road is, is long and arduous and the, the mountain is very steep if you're trying to be wholesome and clean. You know, and I think about when Miley Cyrus tried to be raunchy several years ago and white people, white women were said, no, 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 no. You're not showing this to our daughters. Mm -hmm. right. Let those do that to them and themselves. So they were very protective of their own kind. And so we should be considerate um, and be protective of our own. Yes, ma'am. That's right. 
So this was a fun conversation. It is so good to be back with you ladies. Unfortunately, we can't be back together in the studio like we once were, but we know that time is coming. But in the meantime, we are committed to continuing to provide great content, great conversations on the Lead, Teach, and Style podcast. Any closing thoughts, ladies? Yes, thank you. Any closing thoughts? It's been a pleasure as always. I look forward to continuing to meet, you know, virtually and getting this message out to our communities. Likewise here. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you all again for joining us in this episode of Lead, Teach, and Style. You can check us out on Spotify, on um, Radio Public, on TuneIn, um, Apple Podcasts. Um, Keep an eye out for what we have to offer you. Share it with your family, with your friends, and just have this conversation. Do you agree? Do you disagree? We're interested in your feedback. If you're interested in sharing some ideas for the show, um, you can do that by emailing us at leadteachstyle at gmail.com. That's leadteachstyle at gmail.com. And be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Lead, Teach, and Style. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Lead, Teach, and Style. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Lead, Teach, Style. You can email your questions and comments to leadteachstyle at gmail.com and subscribe to the Lead, Teach, and Style YouTube page. You can find links to all in today's show notes. And don't forget to drop us a rating and review on iTunes.